Hello and you are welcome to the RF Podcast. It's the 19th of April. It has just gone 10 o'clock here on the top floor of RF Towers. And we have a special show this evening. It's the Galway Mayo Championship Preview Game. It's the game we've been talking about since the draw was made. It's been the game that's been on everyone's mind, even during the league. It's all been we've been talking about. I'm joined as usual, Enda. Enda, how are you? Great, Riff. We're uh, we're back in business. Weekend. We're yeah. back in business after a couple of weeks hiatus from the pod. I suppose there was no games on, so there's not no real point just having podcasts for the sake of podcasts. Um, so here we are. We're we're ready to go again, and we have two guests this evening. Uh, two big names, big names for our pod anyway. And uh, we have <laughs> and former big men. big men, two big men, uh, big men in a lot of ways. Pat Fallon and Kevin Welsh. Pat will be in the in the green and red corner, and Kevin Welsh in the in the maroon corner. I suppose we'll go to the away man first. Uh, Kevin, how are you? Ref, how's it going? How are things? It's great to have you here on the top floor of the RF Towers. It's a, it's not often we get goal men up here, but to get a, to get a man of your stature up uh, in such an important time of the week during the game, it, it's great. Uh, first thoughts on the game, Kev. What, what are you reckoning? Just a quick... I reckon that... Um... I suppose that they're, they're kind of must-win games for both. Some people ask me, you know, but who needs to win it the most? I think there's reasons why both teams have to win it, to be honest. And both in the Galway side of it, Mayo come back, you know, again and, and, and won, it, won it three times in a row where, where they had a big hold on it, I suppose, a number of years ago. And again, from a Galway point of view, we'd have to try and stop that. But, uh, and then it's also from the Mayo point of view, you know, getting to a league final, um, not perform as much as they'd like to, I would think, in the final, and high expectation maybe to bring home Sam. So again, as well as Mayo can't can't afford to falter at this tip. So even though the back door is there, but I just think it's a huge, huge game for both for both teams. Yeah, Pash, you're in enemy territory long enough now. Uh, what's your old take on it? Quickly before we get into the nuts and bolts. Um, Great, thanks for coming on, Pash. By the way, no, but long, no, but, long no, but, time no, but, fan. Um, the. Uh, I'm not really sure if Mayo need to win it as much as Galway, I'll be honest with you. Um, I think um, Mayo have a, a, a lot of injury worries. Um, and I think if they if they don't happen to win on, I think they will win on Sunday, but if they don't happen to win on Sunday, they're five weeks or six weeks before the next game. And I think if they get all the lads back from their injuries, it gives them time to recuperate, get their best 15 back out in the field. And I don't think they'd be scared of anybody going through at the back door or the new competition or whatever way you want to say it. Whereas I actually think there's a lot of pressure. Well, I know up here speaking to people, there's a huge amount of pressure on Galway. Um, and in particular, there's a huge amount of pressure on Porrick and Keane O'Neill and, and, uh, and I know that Bernard Dunn in with them now as well. So, um, they, uh, they, and there's a, there, there's a feeling here that losing the game to Roscommon um, put them under a bit of pressure going into this game. And the fact I, I think they have, I don't think they have any injuries. Um, and I think I'm hearing all over the place that you know Mayo don't like playing in Castlebar, so it's a it's a great chance for Galway. But I do think that, to be honest, going into the game, they're under the most pressure. Ref, uh, you had me all day doing research on the two men. I think I better give a bit of it. You do, uh, Kevin, holder of two All Ireland titles, three All Stars, five Connacht titles, managed the Aran Islands, Sligo for five years. Galway for five years, autobiography, The Invisible Game, must read. Uh, Grow coach, his uh, coaching business, and he played with Killanan, 
from 1986 to 2014. That's 28 years, Jesus, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Galway, 1998 to 2004. So quite a resume. Pat, four Connacht medals, two, two played in two All-Ireland finals, All-Star in 1997. Played for Cavan, that was the highlight of his career. Good few <laughs> Masters All-Ireland titles. Uh, Mayo 93 to 2001. 61 games for Mayo. And all-important stat, played three times against Galway in the Championship. Uh, lost in the first one in 95 and won in 97 and 99. We might talk about 99 later. That was one of the great days. Pat, when is the boot coming out? <laughs> I, I'm just... I'm just... I'm just looking here. There's too 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 many of those stories are well known all over the place already. There's no point in publishing a book. Yeah, they're better off being told by mouth anyway. I think there are a lot of them stories. Kevin, I just go look there. I just didn't realize five years of Sligo, five years with Galway. You went at it and you stuck at it for five years of both 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 teams. Uh, you must have uh, some good fond memories. In fairness, over the ten years in intercounty management. Yeah, look at it. Was it's going to Sligo would be coming from the outside in as it was. It just takes a long time to get to know people, and you were kind of going there pure raw. I suppose you had to take a a punt. I suppose even on your management team, and hope hope things would would, would work out. And sometimes you know we'd be all heading for the the big names, the footballers, but it doesn't mean that that you're going to be putting the best package together. So look, I suppose it's it's when you're starting off, you're. I suppose you learn a lot as you go along, but I bet you, I think it's oftentimes it's uh, some of your best friends are people like yourself, aren't the people have around you? And I suppose it took a while to figure that out as well. Um, it's often important that you have people that's going to challenge you, and maybe you know you might you might like it at times, but I think if you're going to learn or get the best out of the group you have, you really do need to have different type of personalities and people with you that will actually challenge you. So I suppose it took a while maybe to figure that out as well. It was then coming back to Galway. I would have had the five years experience with Sligo and five years of learning as well and also maybe give time for the people I would have played with to maybe have moved on and when you come back it was, it was kind of um, an open book again so look at it again it's it's you know I see Mickey Hearts and Osby's at it for years upon years but maybe they didn't play as much football as we played so mm. <laughs> they had more energy but Look, at five years like that is it's probably enough in any patch to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, you mentioned there Kev just about the, well, you know taking taking time away from Galway um, and spending the five years in Sligo and coming back to what you called an open book. Um, one thing Porrick, well, I've noticed with Porrick Joyce in the last couple of years, he, the turnover of players, he's brought in an awful lot of maybe people he wants. Do you think that's that was intentional, that he maybe wanted to clear out? I've no idea what the thought process would be on that one. But uh, look, at I suppose I'd be a firm believer myself and you don't replace people unless you're fairly sure that they're as good if not better so you know like I suppose the question is and we'll be soon we'll soon see this like the Sunday and a few days come up like there was a few people there that probably would have gone into the trenches for you so I'd be hoping that come Sunday that everyone that he is on the pitch will go in the trenches and and and, and get stuck in and um, you know and again like you said that there's loads of young fellas there um, I hope there's not too many Pat, um, you're 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 in Galway long enough now, involved and looking at, at at players and these these a lot of these people probably these players in the last couple of years that's in Porrick Joyce's squad now. Is there anyone that's that stood out for you in, in playing in Galway, or is it you know what's the what's the lie of the land up there like? 
Um, well, the best cl- I'm lucky enough to be looking after the best club player in Galway, um, in Paul Conroy. And uh, since he has come back from his injury, he's he's he is he's just incredible. Um, his hunger for the game, um, is is you can see it every time he goes out and plays for Galway at the minute, like and and even when he when he finishes when he comes back to our club, like it's it's he's a role model for any. To be honest, because he'd be the first, to, he'd be the first, even though he's the he's the star as such, he'd be the first to train and himself and Johnny Duane used to be the first up there at training all the time. Um, and the great lads, um, Kevin's right, they've been, they've they've brought in Porrick was with the under 20s and he's brought in a lot of that, a lot of that crew and um, a lot of the the the, the sort of the experienced guys have actually departed, whether by accident or by design, I'm not 100% sure. Um, and you know, they're they're this is a young team. I think um, it's going to take them a while to, to 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 show their true potential, but they still have the likes of Shane Welch who can win a game on his own on his day. Um, they still have the likes of Sean Kelly who um, has just blossomed as a footballer over the last couple of years. Um, they have a young lad coming in from um, White Cullen who I've great time for. I think he's going to be a superb footballer and James McLaughlin. Um, and then they've they've, they've other lads like Kenny McDade. Liam Silkins has been around um, a, a fair while. Um, you know, Jack Lynn and those lads, there's a couple of other lads coming in there who this is going to be um, a big, big, a big, big game for them. There's a lot expected of Matthew Tierney. Um, he's, he's had a great, he's had a great year this year with, um, or last year with the club and this year then he led in and he, with, with NUIG and all that. Um, and of course, Rob is, Rob Finnerty, Anthony's son is there for a good while as well. So they, they actually have a lot of talent. Um mm. I, I'm not sure. I think one of the issues they might have is I'm not sure if they have the same kind of uh, um, athletes you actually have all over the field. And if it becomes a, an open game, which I think it probably will be, um, then Mayo's athleticism, I think, might just find them out. Yeah, that seems to be the big talking point in fairness. Um, and it has been Mayo's go-to for the last 10 years. It's the it's the it's the it's the fitness, it's the S and C, and it's the it's the overall power power running game, I suppose. Kev, you're looking at the Mayo team now. How'd you beat them? Oh, I don't know. Is he gone or is he? Is he, is he I'm, I'm, I'm 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 inclined to go after that question. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, do you know? There's a big turnaround of that Mayo side as well. That the, the team we had to try to beat, and uh, which isn't that long ago. And I suppose you know, with your Keith Higgins gone and your Boyle kind of gone out of there, that's two big leaders in the back. Um, I do think that the Mayo team of four or five years ago, when McLaughlin would be that bit younger up front, Kenny O'Connor was playing. Um, you just uh, Darty was there that bit younger. They were really, really good up, up front at putting pressure on the, the guy on the ball. And I'm not so sure that, this, that the group that I'm looking at the minute are as good at that. And hence, I would say that's why they were so exposed against Kerry. Because the Mayo team a few years ago were seriously good up front at putting pressure on the ball, not coming out. They probably gave their team another extra five or ten seconds to regroup at the back. But I don't see that happening at the minute when the likes of Kerry hit them in open space. Um they just had nobody back to help uh, Ahura last week. And I, that was a little bit of a worry going forward, particularly with the likes of uh, Clifford with a 1v1, who, you know, I don't care who you are in, in Ireland, you're going to have trouble with him. And again, can Mayo start that out before the likes of Damien Comer goes 1v1 inside? Um, that's probably the biggest threat uh, for them. Can they stop the ball from out quick enough? Uh, and if they can't, they're going to be open at the back. 
and I don't I haven't seen James actually showing that he can do that part side of, of 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 the game. And looking back on it, it was always a high press, which is brilliant if you have the players to do that or are willing to work. But now is the plan B there for James when the if the guys up front aren't as good as they were four or five years ago, up against a good side. And I'm not so sure that they've they've mastered that. Um you know, how would you beat Mayo? You still it's still back back to normal. It's back to stopping the likes of James Durkin, Lee Keegan, guys running down the middle of pace. I mean Mayo love that. Uh, I'd be taking them out to the sides and uh, as much as possible uh, and hitting the counter as much as possible as well. But I don't, I'm not so sure. Now, next Sunday, might tell us a, bit, a lot more. I'm just not so sure are Mayo where they were four to five years ago. I don't think they are, to be honest. Um, I, saw, I saw Kerr come back again. It was good to see him come back again. He had been kind of off, off for a while. He looked quite sharp the last day. Um, you know, where, where do you put Aiden O'Shea to the best out of him? Uh, do, you, do you play him? Um, you know, all those questions, I think that's something yeah. that Mayor are going to have to work out if they're, if they're looking at Sam. I know Patrick mentioned it on because the injury is back. That's obviously a huge part of it, but it's about getting your team right as well and maybe getting your tactics right. Um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see is there a plan B there if they don't have the pressing up power to, to stop the team going out. Pat, in terms of matchups, who do you think is going to pick up Comer? Who's going to pick up Shane Welsh? Who's going to pick up Paul Conroy? Well, I think um, I don't know who's going to. Be, I I I'd say Matty Rowan will pick up Paul Conroy. I suppose um, the key battle, like that'll be a good battle. But I think whoever is beside Matty is going to have a huge role there. Um, no more than whoever is beside Paul Conroy is going to have a huge role there. Um, I think of the four midfielders at the minute, Paul Paul Conroy is probably the best of the four of them. Um, but he is thirty-two years of age now. Depends on how intense the game is. Um, he was unbelievable against Roscommon. A couple of weeks ago, um, but then second half was common kind of got grips to him. If you remember last year up in Crow Park, he was unreal. Was it last year in the quarter fight? He was unreal for um, until actually um, he got a bit tired towards the end, and Matthew Ruan then just ran him ragged. So um, I, that that'd be that'd be um, the one matchup. Um, I'd say after what happened in Crow Park last year, I'd say uh, Barry Gore might go on Shane Welsh for the first few minutes, anyways. Um, and uh, I don't know who to take. I, I don't know who to take up. I don't know who to take up Comer. Um, it's it's hard to know. It's all about stopping the supply of ball going into him because Kevin's right. Um, he's. I don't think he's. He's quite Clifford now. But I think if the ball does go into him in a one on one, he's every chance of winning it. But um, he's not as elusive as as Clifford once he gets the ball. He's kind of very direct, and I think that's that's something that Mio will be ready for. Um, where where are they going to put Oshin Mullen if he's fit? Um, who Paddy Durkin's going to take up when he's fit from an attacking point of view is also going to be very interesting. I'd love to see Paddy Durkin myself on Matthew Tierney um, because I think going the other way, I don't know if Matthew would be able to stay with him uh, for, um, for from the attacking point of view. Um, but they're, they're, the, they're the ones. And then I suppose on the other side, who's going to take Ryan Donahue from a Galway point of view? Probably that job might be left to Liam Silk, but... I, I going back to Kevin's point there early, earlier when Kevin was in charge and they were playing Mayo, they did they were able to suck Mayo into kind of traps and then um, counter attack because they let Mayo do what Mayo do, and then they kind of had a had had a very strong defensive setup and then they were able to go back the other way. I'm not sure after watching Galway against Roscommon this year if they're quite as structured as they were over the last number of years, and I just think. 
that if Mayo don't come up against that kind of a defence, um, then they have every chance of 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 making hay because as as you know, lads, watching me over the last number of years, the only time that we seem to have trouble is when we do come up against a blanket defence that waits for us and has a very structured attack going the other way. And more like Tyrone last year, Kerry in the league final, who were more defensive than they have been in years. Kevin, you know, you mentioned there about Mayo was, you know, five or six years ago and they're at their peak and you had a great record against them. Um I think I don't think you lost against Stephen Rochford, did you? We lost the first year in, and we we lost the first the, the last year out, and I think we that was Horn the last year. The three yeah. in between, yeah. What um, was the what, what like? What did you identify like as the main points when you're playing Mayo? As simple as simple as what as, as what Pat said there. You know, it was look at everybody you know at the time. They they probably the best running backs in the game. You know, I mean, full pace down to the center, all good ball carriers, all skillful, all strong, all had. Um, you know, I suppose good lungs to stay going on the whole game. So they just were formidable, like coming like that. And the more space, as suppose you get in the centre, they really went to town on you. So that was one of the biggest things we would certainly identified. We'd also identified certain players who we felt would wouldn't like too much for close attention, or vice versa, on or off the ball at different times. You just have to, you know, just just to see, you know, what spaces could you cover that might upset the way they wanted to run, all the type of stuff. You know, just just covering off areas where we felt they were strong and. Something we always done was to attack the strong points rather than try to spend all the day looking for weak points. So, um, fire with fire. That, that type of stuff, you know. And um, look at it, just, it, but it has moved. I mean, a lot of players have moved on on both sides. So, yeah. uh, but Pat is right there. I, I still think if there isn't a certain amount of structure, you know, that Mayo side will, will be very, very dangerous. And, you know, but then I know someone said at the start of the program there that. You know, we see, you know, we're open again. I'm not so sure of that. I was down in Tume when I saw Galway playing Clare this year. Uh, it was 1-2 each at half time. You know, Clare had the ball until the first 10 minutes and Galway had 15 behind the halfway line. Don't mind 14 or 13. And it was it was there for 10 minutes. So, again, you know, I suppose looking back, any time that this Galway team in the Pauric has gone after Mayo, they've got one or two trouncings. So I'm not so sure that they're going to see themselves open. Like, I can't I can't honestly see themselves leave, leave open. Because they have problems in the full back line, and I think Mayo have problems in the full back line. So it'll be the story of the two full back lines the space left both sides. And um, can you see him? Can you see him changing though, Kevin? Which one, Pat? Do you see Porrick changing? Can you see Porrick changing? Yeah, from the way he wants to play. I know he's changed a little bit this year with Keane, that they are looking, but they're not. They're back in numbers, but they're not really. Um, they don't seem really seem to be structured like they don't seem to be. No, but, covering uh, the lanes I, like I, you I, were like. No, I'd I'd debate if you know, does the sweeper know exactly the full role, or as you said, the, the, but the bodies are back there. Like we saw, yeah. Pat, we saw a few times where at the start there was never going to be anyone behind the ball, but I mean there was loads yeah. of times where so they have been doing it uh, and they had to do it because of you know one or two things that happened when they didn't put someone behind the ball. So I, to be honest, Pat, can I see him doing? It? I, I can see him doing it now. Will be interesting to see. Is the structure with it good enough? Or, you know, I don't know because it's a big difference of getting everybody behind the ball and, and having a very good structure because the structure allows you to break a pace. So, yeah. um, that'd be interesting to, to see, to be honest with you, but I don't see themselves leaving themselves open at the back. I can't see that happen. Yeah. I think if it does, I think there could be a bit of trouble. Um, but I but I really reversed that a little bit on Mayo at the minute as well. I mean, Parikahore is one of the main men for the back line now. And I think he's probably there the last three years now. But he's 27, so yeah. at 24, 
at 24 he wasn't getting his game time there when you had Keith Higgins and Boyle and Harrison and all those boys so you know is it a case that he's made massive improvements or is it a case that Mayo aren't as good as they were back there and until, I, until you see that the back line can hold on their own without the sweeper like they were before you know I'd have to just wonder exactly where, where, where they're at mm-hmm. we haven't seen James Horne use a sweeper I don't think at any major major stages in have we I think it's no, going to be intent. It's not in the DNA, I don't think, with James. It's no. There's one game plan, and that's it. And it's 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 a hundred miles an hour. Lads, you both share. But the only thing I'd say on that is, you know, and I know it was Crook Park. I know it was a bad day, and I know there was injuries. But at the same time, there was massive gaps left on Crook Park, and you know, I mean, if you have a group of players. And there's gaps going to be left there, and I, I don't care what's in the DNA, but you kind of, in my opinion, you need to be looking at everything because if this likes that comes up against you again with those forwards, you have to be ready for it, and you may have to kick out your DNA, and you may have to swallow your pride, and you may have to say, well, this is the best with the group I've got. That there's another small way I can tweak things here. And I think that's something that takes management. So that's something I think that if you've learned a lesson in a game or two beforehand, you just can't say. Well, I'll send me DNA. I'll go again. So, we'll be interested to see what we'll be learned of, of after the league final. Kevin, do you think he'll move Sean Kelly back to the full back line to cope with O'Donoghue, or will he put a, put him driving from the middle of the field? I think, um, and we would have played Sean Kelly there up in Monaghan. We played him full back a few times before before we left. He was very very good in it. He's a, he's a superb footballer. Sean Kelly is. Probably Galway's best player at the minute. I know Paul Conway is going well from shooting side of it. But again, if you look at the goal that was coming, there was four fellas standing around that ball. And I mean, it was crazy how he went in with that ball. And uh, I think Paul might have won them at the time. But, uh, yeah. you know, Sean Kelly is a superb footballer. But again, I don't think he's the type of player you can leave. He's not an out-and-out marker. Paul Kelly would actually need a bit of support in front of him so he can do massive damage from the full-back line going forward. That's where where Sean's best game is. I was in down in the National League. Galway didn't cover up the back at all at the back and Sean was under a bit of pressure from the downfall forward the, the whole game. Um, but again, it was left 1v1 inside. So I'm not so sure that that's Sean's natural game. To be honest. So I would expect if they do play him full back line, that he'll have cover in front and that he'll be able to go when he wants to go because that's where he does the most damage is when you don't see him coming up. And he's, you know, he's, he's probably one of the best players in the country at finding the space at the right time, you know. Um, so I do think if they play him back behind that they'll be covering him up but I do expect Galway to cover up anyway because I think each time they've gone against Mayo it didn't work out yeah good point it's a great point actually um, question for both of you um, you've both shared dressing rooms and you've both played and you probably you know at a certain level you know the lads that are managing the teams both teams do, do you ever think back in the day in the dressing room with them that they'd be managers Pat first um, I have to say no. Um, I was asked that question uh, a number of years ago when Shrewd were playing. Shrewd uh, and Cora had been managed by Kenneth, Mark, Kenneth at the time and James was managing Ballantrober. And I was asked the same question and I thought Kenneth would, I, for some reason, I always thought Kenneth might go into manager or something like that, but I could never see, I couldn't have seen James doing it. Um, brilliant, brilliant footballer. Um, but I, I didn't think he was that interested in the game, to be quite honest. Um and uh, it's it's yeah it's it's 
how, how wrong was I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kev. Yeah, uh, do you know, it's something I, I didn't even think about. I suppose Pori came in as, as a 21-year-old when I was going to head out the door, as it was in a way, even though we got a few more years after he came in. But uh, I suppose it's something, it's something that I, I wouldn't have even thought of would this fella go on or not go on. I suppose I wouldn't have been in the dressing room with Pori when he was 25, 26, 27, you know? Yeah. So, but even looking back had... now, looking back and thinking about what they were like uh, in a team, you know, because were they, lads, you'd think, Jesus, you know, he has a head for it or... But you know something, we can all we can all, I suppose, get sidetracked on the basis that we probably all expect best best players to go and manage. And sometimes, to be honest with you, it's the deep thinker, maybe uh, the guy that can just it's the guy that I suppose isn't saying too much and is watching and picking up stuff. That's probably the guy that was on to manage. And you know, I don't know. I, I'm just looking at I suppose I'm gonna have to track it, but I'm looking at Kildare at the minute, and they have six top class county footballers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I suppose that's you're looking at the dream team, yeah. Uh, because they're all great footballers, but do they all think the same way? Do they all, you know, is that go- long term? Are they kind of all sitting on the table and agreeing with each other, or, or is there people in there that with a different mindset? Uh, so I suppose that's back to the management of US Baseball Party. I don't know because I, I never looked at people that way. Like when you look when you look back on it, yeah. You'd say Park was definitely one, one of the best players. Would he, was he was he going to management? I I wouldn't have wouldn't have done to be honest. Yeah, you know you made you made a great point there. I suppose with the mindset and of coaches and managers, Mayor Furness. Um, there was a good debate one night we had on the podcast about is the time for a director of football type of role? Would that work in a county? That you know someone as an overseer, but maybe on the line. That someone makes the other calls. Pat smiling away there. I don't know what you're smiling at, Pat. But do you think that's something else? That... Becoming more like the Premier League every. Becoming more like the Premier League every, <laughs> every year. There's not enough people. There's not enough people involved. There's a lot of money too. There's a lot of money too, Pat. I don't know. I, I, it's it's. Um, I think every time you mention bringing another layer into into management, I think it gets more convoluted. To be honest, I agree with Kevin. You have to people who will. Uh, who will challenge, challenge and who will be strong in their opinion and their 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 role is really to challenge that the manager to, I think to to to, to have him a hundred percent that what he's doing is absolutely right and it's not then to to have the I suppose the the humility to actually make a change if he thinks something else is right. But um it's I, I don't know what a director of football Ralph Rangnick is going to be the director of football in, in Man, Man United next year it appears and God help us it's been <laughs> quite to be at, so it's it's uh, it's um, it's yeah I, I I don't know what that one now uh, Dublin Dublin probably is a county that could actually do something like that and do it pretty well yeah. um, I'm not sure everybody else um, would would be able to do it because what role would the actually it's an interesting question what role would the director have. Well, he'd oversee, he, he'd oversee the training, he'd oversee all the, the general stuff. He'd oversee but, the transfers. Well, if he gives the money, he can get the lads in there. <laughs> how, much they get, how much do they get for you up in Kevin? The only thing I will say to you on, on, on a director of football, and sometimes, you know, I think that name, I suppose people might be a bit afraid of it because it sounds like a big professional type of thing like you said Man United but, but I don't know if you break it down though I think there's something in it because put it with you you have some guy over the under 20s and you have a senior senior team and you have an under 17 team and 
I don't believe that anybody inside a county board or anywhere else has any clue that those three people are coaching somewhere along the same lines of something. So you have someone playing from the 20s and the seniors and they're told in the 20s, kick the ball long at all costs and they're told the seniors, look at risk versus reward, whatever. So now you have a guy with mixed, mixed messages of a young fella and all of a sudden he doesn't know what the hell, what the hell he's at. So, you know, then I'd also be asking the question on the 14s, 16s, yeah, you know, for me, if you brought into an elite environment in that from club into county, that has to be different than your club at home. And I think, you know, be it an educational point of view, be it uh, that the young fella leaves home and after three weeks, he's not saying, actually, look, it's the same in here as it was at home. I think that needs to be put up to a level that, you know, you're, you're nurturing your young players, you're coaching them properly. But if it's like we call a director of football or someone who may talk to all the managers. Academies, Kevin, that are, there's academies in most of the counties academies. and they are being run by really, really, I know in Mayo in the last number of years, they put a lot of effort in, into the academies, a lot of yeah. ex-players and even Kieran was there for a while, Kieran McDonald, who moved up to the seniors then. But um, but I, I, it's, I, I don't know if, if you can have a sort of a same style of football for every team because every team might yeah. different kind of players where you need to find the style of football that best suits those players. If Galway had Galway had fantastic defenders, would you still need to play as defensive a game? Yeah, but Pat, would you not would, would you not say that uh, every one of those players coming to academies should be able to go to from A, B, C, D and and, and be given the tools to, to play that game? Like I'm not saying any shape or form say yeah. You know, yeah, no, I agree, I, with you. Saying, I agree with you on that. You know, and that they're given the tools to, to understand footwork, everything. Just, you know, the missing tackles when they shouldn't be missing tackles, uh, not pushing out close enough because you're afraid of missing a tackle, all those things that you can get physical when you should be getting physical. And I, and I, just, I just think there's a trick that could be missed there along the line. But certainly if you go up to senior level and you see seniors and other 20s being told the complete opposite thing because I don't believe there's anyone inside in, the, in most counties that actually knows what the manager is actually doing. Yeah. That you don't. And, and you might say to me, well, it's his job for these three years. But what about what's coming after him or what's been before him? Does he the know bigger, what's It's the bigger picture. Him? You know, does he know what's done before him for three or four years? Does he know what's coming behind him? And just, there's definitely uh, the bigger counties that have the people and, the, and, and we'll say the tradition and the interests or the culture of Gaelic football of winners there's something that there's a trick in the book there that something could get you over the line over in, in, in a few years time I think there's something missing there uh, In South Mayo here all we hear about is Frank Morris and Cora Finn that every player that ever went through Cora Finn went through Frank Morris's hands I don't know if it's true or false but that that uh, that statement seems to be very prevalent around here. I don't know what you've heard in Galway. No, you'd always hear, you'd always hear that. Um, obviously, Frank put massive work into Curtifin. I don't know exactly what was done there, but you'll always, every Curtifin player would always say that Frank Myers had them at a young age, you know. And again, built up the culture, built up everything. And, you know, you, you also have to, you have to have, I suppose, a big number of players, which helps it because there's a better chance of you getting three players out of, 10 than there is three out of five. Yeah. So, you know, you probably, Corvin would have maybe seven, seven national schools where a lot of clubs would have two. So all the numbers are there, but the likes of Frank Morris, like I said, 
coming through and bringing lads through it that it has to make a massive difference. Would you ever manage Mayo, Kev? They wouldn't let me. <laughs> plenty of the wood. This man has power, Kevin. I do power. Ah, plenty of <laughs> You're in the shop window now. You're in the, you're in the biggest shop window in football. Well, I tell you what. Yeah, well, every everyone else, everyone else that's came on this has done well out of the pod. So we had Paddy Tally on last year, and he got the Kerry blow. <laughs> So. Well, Paddy, Paddy was looking for that job. I, I'm, I'm looking to keep the curtains closed in the minute, lads, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> right, lads, before we finish up uh, the match <laughs> we're supposed to talk about, uh, predictions, what you see happening. Pat? Um, I, see, I see it being a, a, um, well, either one or two things that happen if, if, if they set up the way Kevin says they're going to set up, it'll be a very tight game. I still think we all sneak out if they don't set up that way. I think, um, and depending on who Mayo have personnel-wise, I think that their 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 attack runners will just be too strong. Um, and if we if we can curb, if the Mayo midfield can curb um, Paul Conroy and whoever is with him there, I think we have a great chance. Brilliant. Yeah, I agree with you, Kev. I agree with Pat saying there. Yeah, I agree with that to a certain degree. I, I but I'm not so sure myself. I don't know the players well enough. You know, is the likes of. Jacqueline and those young fellas are they able to step up to the likes of where Declan Kine and Owen Kern was and those kind of things are the replacements that has come in you know are they going to be you know Michael Daly is a half hour late will he be missed all those things are the replacements as good as those guys and I don't know the question I don't know that answer because I don't know them well enough but uh, if they're not up near the standard you know we'd be in trouble with, with Mayo Um I think the the setup or whatever we're going to do here, I don't think they can be afford to, it can be afford to be a completely wide open game. Uh, I think like Pat said, the runners in particular coming off the Mayo half back line, and I don't know who's actually fit for Mayo at the minute. Now that's, that's a huge thing as well. Is 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 Durkin or Oshin Mullen back on? Um, but look, I I do think both both teams if they, if they don't get covered up on the on the full back line will struggle. So we'll have a high scoring game if both. If both yeah. go at it, if both yeah. go at it, they do believe both full back lines will be under pressure. Uh, but if they both get tight in the back like Pats, it'll be it'll be a really tight game, and that could swing either way. If that's the way. Call it. Uh, I think the league. I was always a full believer that if you finish the league well, you're in a good place. Mayo finished well in the real games and then came to the league final and God knows how much that's going to take out in the minute, right? Galway had a really, really strong league. Uh, I have to say probably one, it was a very poor Division 2 and the first five games ahead. They went up and they played a, a well-fancy dairy team and blew them out of the water. Um, but then the Roscommon game, you, had a, you, you know, the first one you'd say, the first one you'd say, do you know what? There was a bit of experimenting going on. But I thought then Galway were going to really come out and push yeah. the boat out in the final. I think they needed to. So that was quite poor of a league as well. So, I'm going to call it uh, two points for Galway. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. We have a minute left, less than a minute left um, here on the recording. So uh, I just want to say, lads, it was brilliant. That was very good. Great chat. Um, Pat, Kevin, really appreciate you coming up to the top floor of Mayo's tallest fictional building. Really enjoyable chat, and I'm sure the listeners love it. Um, Enda, before you go, call it yeah. quickly. Oh, I- I think Mayo are going to win. I think he threw a dummy in the league final. 
<laughs> right. I think he trained very hard on the Friday night, which I witnessed with my own eyes. Right. So uh, he wouldn't do it if he had any interest in winning the league final. I think he'll okay. win four to five Found. months. Okay, lads, thanks very much for coming on. Uh, really appreciate no you giving the time. And uh, I'm sure we'll, 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 we'll cross paths again in the future. Thanks, lads. Cheers. All right. So, you, Cheers. Up, Mayo. See you, Kev. Bye-bye. See you, boys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>